Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along today. So we get in the Word of God and talk about a very important role that we see in the life of the Apostle Paul. We do want to ask, how does this apply to us? What kind of an example, was he an example for us to emulate or just to admire? I'd like to read today from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and I'm going to be reading from the NLT translation, the New Living Translation. Every now and then I like to mix up which Bibles I use. I usually use the New American Standard Bible. It's just what I spiritually grew up on, and I've got so much of it embedded into me, memorized. It's hard to read other translations, but sometimes other ones really enlighten us and help us see things in a fresh way. So I'm going to be reading today from the NLT, New Living Translation. Starting in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 18, all of this is a gift from God. He's been talking about how we're new creatures in Christ. We no longer see people according to the flesh. You know the verse, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, the new has come. This is the promise of God. This is what God wants every person to experience. It's what God wants for you. And he says, all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ, reconciling in the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we're Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. There's a lot in there, isn't there? He talks about coming back to God, a ministry of reconciliation. In other words, that there was there's enmity, naturally speaking, there's enmity between people and God. People have enmity towards God or they have they have a, they're alienated from God. Reconciliation is how a person can come back and be at peace with God. It happens through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. This was the mission of Christ. This was the mission of Christ. We celebrate Christmas, the day when we're told that God became flesh And the angels announced that we have great joy, which shall be for all the people. For today in the city of David has been born a Savior, who's Christ the Lord. The angel announced that he would save his people, save us from our sins in Matthew chapter 1. The birth of Christ, this tremendous event. Could there be a greater event in the history of the entire world other than creation You have to say, I don't know if there could be. But then you think, well, maybe the death of Christ. The death of Christ was, I mean, the the angels of heaven must have been astonished. The Son of God died? The Messiah died? It must have been the high point of the, the devil's existence to think that, wow, we beat him. And so the birth of Christ, this incredible event, may be surpassed by the death of Christ. And then that one, three days later, the resurrection of Christ. 
When he conquered death, he rose from the dead. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, death, where is your victory? He, he rendered powerless the one who had the power of death, that is the devil. He conquered the devil when he did this. He conquered death, the great enemy of all mankind. You stop and think the birth, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. What could be greater events in the history of the world? World War II, the dropping of the nuclear bomb, the, the discovery of electricity, creation of the internet. A birth, a death, a wedding, a graduation. You think of the events of life. You think of the high points, the low points of life, all that we go through, the things that impact all of history or the things that impact us very personally. And you have to say that they all, no matter how significant and important and life-changing they can be for us, they all pale compared to the birth, the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I suppose we could add in there his ascension to glory and his future event that he will come back. But the, these, these events, and now you go back to what Paul said here, this message of reconciliation. God has entrusted it to us. God has given this to us, he says. We're here to tell the world. We're, it, it's like God is counting on us. It's like we're called to trust God, trust Jesus for salvation, but he's trusting us to do something. He's entrusting us with this incredible message, this message that is the most significant of all, I mean, all the messages you could give, all the events in the history of the world, do they really match up to the death or the birth, life, death, resurrection of Jesus? I don't think so. And so Paul talks about this, and he, he says that God, now he says, has given us the ministry of reconciliation, the task, the job. The, you know, we talk in our churches about, well, we have various ministries. Jesus, his ministry was to reconcile the world to himself. And this ministry, Paul is saying, was now his ministry. He had been entrusted by God with this ministry. And his, and his identity says, therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. We are speaking to the world. Come back to God. Come back to God. Come back to God. God has sent a way that your sins won't be counted against you, a way of salvation. So a question obviously becomes, who has this ministry? And who is an ambassador for Christ? Well, obviously, Paul would be. I mean, that's who he's referring to, obviously, and saying we have this ministry. He's talking about himself. But he uses the plural we, so obviously he's also talking about his apostolic team, those who are working with him the other apostles, is it more than that? Who has that ministry today? Paul's gone. Jesus accomplished his work. John or John 17, verses 3 and 4, I glorified thee on earth, having accomplished what you gave me to do. Jesus finished his work. Paul was taking up this ministry then. And Paul says, this is our ministry. And he talked about he finished his course. 
2 Timothy chapter 4, I've run the race, I've kept the faith, I've finished the course. In Acts 20, he says that his, he didn't consider his life dear to himself so that he could finish his course to testify solemnly of the gospel of the grace of God. And so Paul did his part. The other apostles, they're all gone now. So, so who's, who's got this ministry now? Pastors? Missionaries? Church leaders? Evangelists? Well, obviously, yes, all of them, they have now taken up this mantle. They now have this responsibility, this ministry. They are now ambassadors for Christ. But as I read this passage, I think it goes further. And I have to think that it's saying that if I have been reconciled to God, I have this ministry. If you have been reconciled to God, you have this ministry. If you have been, if you have come back to God, now you and I are ambassadors, spokesmen, representatives for the kingdom of God, for Jesus Christ, the King. We're his ambassadors to this world, pleading with this world, come back to God. We speak for Christ. We're his ambassadors. We speak for Christ. We appeal to people and we say, come back to God. God has made a way of salvation. God has opened a door. God has provided a way through Jesus Christ. We know this. You, you know this. You wouldn't have been with, you wouldn't be here watching these videos regularly. You wouldn't be with me regularly. You probably wouldn't even stumbled on this video and lasted this long so far if you didn't know and believe that Christ is the way back to God and people need to hear the message. They need to know it. And so who's to tell them? Well, we are. We are. I I think it's important to remind ourselves, as I've just been reading through 2 Corinthians recently, and as my school year is about to begin, and of course I have a, a real focus on reaching out to students and feel very much entrusted with the campuses of America and reaching the youth of America. And we all have maybe specific people we're called to. However, there's this compelling message. We're ambassadors. We've been entrusted with a ministry, and we want to be found faithful. And Paul understood this. Look at this powerful way that he states this. And again, I'm reading from the NLT. Because we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord, we work hard to persuade others. Brothers and sisters, this is my prayer request for today, for me, that I would grasp my awesome responsibility, this fearful responsibility, and that I would work hard to persuade others. But it's also my prayer for you that you too would understand this fearful responsibility to the Lord, to God. We'll all stand before him someday, and we who have received of the grace and the benefits and the bounty and the love and the mercy of God, we now have a fearful responsibility, an awesome responsibility, when we can, where we can, to share others. That's one thing about the Christian faith. It is evangelistic in nature. We have been given good news, and we're called to share that good news as ambassadors with Christ. We all do what we can. Obviously, some are gifted at this. 
some some I, I have the opportunity. I'm financially supported. People support our ministry, so I can do this full time. Others don't, others may not be as gifted or speak as easily or or um, be be able to do it twenty four seven. But we all can open our mouths at time. We can all say something. You can all put something on your Facebook page. You can all share a video with somebody. You can all drop an email and you can all share a testimony. You can talk about how God has been good to you. You can all pray for people and pray for God to soften hearts and open eyes and open ears and open hearts that they might believe. We can all do something. And so let's never forget. And I think largely the church has forgotten this, to be honest. We've we've embraced an idea that that all the only evangelism goes on inside the church. The only evangelism goes on from a stage to those who are sitting in the pew. And no, God's called us to take it to their turf, to get out of the church, to go to the world. The world's not coming to our churches anymore. I don't know if you realize that. The world isn't coming to our churches. We need to go to them. That was always God's plan. That was always the way God God did it. We're to go to them. And it's sometimes it's go next door, go to a child, go to a friend, go to a relative. It's sometimes it's just learning to speak up. I, I, a question we posed just earlier this week is sometimes to say to a person, just you break the ice and you just kind of say it. If you wanted to get close to God, would you know how to do it? If you wanted to become a Christian, would you know how to do it? Have you, do you have a story about how Jesus has become real to you? Would you be interested in hearing my story about how Jesus became real to me? Those are four questions you can ask somebody. It might seem awkward, weird, breaking the ice, but I'll tell you, you, you do that. You say that to someone more often than not, it'll lead to a conversation that will bless them and it'll bless you as an ambassador of Christ. Amen. Father in heaven, we bless you today. We thank you for this awesome gospel message. Oh my, we are overwhelmed when we consider how you've made us new. We've been born again to a living hope. We have eternal glory awaiting us. We have a hope. We have something worth living for. Father, we confess we can become just complacent with all that you've given us that we forget what we came from. We forget what we once were, the emptiness, the lostness, the guilt, the shame, the estrangement, the confusion, all these feelings that we may have once had. We can forget that. And we realize, Lord, we're surrounded by people who feel that way. And we have the answer. Come back to God. Come back to God. Be reconciled to God. God's made a way. Father, you've opened a door. You sent Christ to become sin for us that we might receive your righteousness. Oh, it's good news. I pray, Father, that you'd help us to be courageous and bold in sharing it. Lord, help us not to be so concerned that we say it just perfectly right, that we never say it at all. Help us, Lord, to know how to break the ice. Help us, Lord, know how to speak with people. I pray, Lord, you'd raise up evangelists like me. I pray you just bless my ministry mightily. And I pray you to raise up many evangelists, but Lord, every one of us are ambassadors. Help us to know today what we can do. Help us, Lord, to begin to have prayer targets, people that we pray, lost people we know that we begin to pray for, and we trust you and are asking and expecting doors to open that we'll walk through. And again, even if it seems awkward, that you'll give us the courage to do so. 
Help us, Lord. Maybe there's someone today we can ask that question. If you wanted to get close to God, would you know how to do it? If you wanted to become a Christian, would you know how to do it? Would you like to hear how I became close to God? Maybe those questions, Lord, can change the whole eternal direction of a person's life. We pray for this, Father. We pray our churches would be evangelizing and sharing your word. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Okay, we got some marching orders there, ambassadors. Calling people, come back to God, come back to God, come back to God. There's a way. I still remember a friend from India. He lives here in America. And one good Friday, we had him to our house. He was, an, he was a Hindu. And we watched The Passion of the Christ. And, um, and he stayed up all night studying crucifixion. And when it was his mom woke the next morning back in India, he called her and he said, Mom, there's a God who forgives sins. He was ecstatic. It wasn't long. He became a Christian. Friends, there's a God who forgives sins. And he's calling us. Come back to him. All these great events, he made a way. The death, the life, the birth, life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. The greatest story ever. The greatest events ever. He made the way. And now he's counting on us. He's trusting us to tell others. Awesome. You're up to it. With the Holy Spirit, you're up to it. I know it. You can do it. He makes you adequate. Let's go forth if that, with that promise. So glad to have you along with us today. I love you guys. God bless you. We're here every day, so I hope you join us tomorrow. And we, I'll, where I'll be coming to you from Colorado tomorrow. And I'll be uh, having to get up early to be here at 830, but I'll do it. And we'll see you then. God bless you. I love you. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.